Hey, what's good, my amazing friends? This is Sarah Grace, and you are listening to The Remedy. Hey, you guys, welcome back. It's another week and we are hanging out together. What a blessing it is every week to get to hang out with you and to know that you are tuning in to this show, to the Word of God. You guys, it's so cool. And I just I just want to thank you for tuning in. It really means so much. And uh, you, my amazing friend, you are a blessing. I also want to give a special shout out to one of Sarah Amazing Grace, the Remedy team members, my producer. His name is Zach. And I just want to give a special shout out to Zach and Holly, who are getting married very soon, even this next week. You guys, marriage is such an incredible journey, and I am so stoked for them as they begin their journey together. And um, I just want to pray over them a special blessing. And if you think about Zach and Holly this week, I ask that you would pray to our Lord a special blessing over their union as they begin their marriage together. Thank you, Zach, for all that you do. And God bless you guys. Have you ever been in love? In love, love? I'm not just like, but most people maybe have. I, I've been in love. I'm clearly in love. I'm married for almost 20 years. But have you ever been like, like truly, madly, deeply, you know, hopelessly devoted to you. You know, that's our little hat tip to Olivia Newton-John, who just recently passed away. But I've been in love. I've been in love twice and um, romantically and uh, married once. And oh boy, like when I when I'm in love, I cannot contain myself like the joy, you know, of course, I like, you know, I had to tell my girlfriends and my friends. And, you know, if a guy would come and like, ask me out, I'd be like, you know, hey, step off, I'm in a relationship, you know, I like have no problem, you know, saying no, because I was already taken. And my heart was was so taken. And I I wasn't going to hide at all the fact that I am in love and that my heart belongs to someone, to another. Your, your, I mean, your every thoughts, your feelings. I mean, it excitedly just spills over you. It's almost like you, you can't contain it. You know what I'm saying? You, like you pour it out on your coworkers and they're like, I don't want to hear this anymore, Sarah, you know, whatever your friends and, you know, even the waitress who's pouring your coffee, like, oh my gosh, I'm getting ready for this guy's going to come meet me or, you know, I, oh my gosh, look at my ring. I've just been engaged, you know, whatever. You just can't contain your joy. That's just, that's just the way us humans are. You know what I mean? That we have a need to share with others our feelings, our joy. When something is, is just overwhelming us with, you know, just amazingness, we have to share it so that others can feel that joy too. It's part of the human connection. And not just romantically. I mean, you know, you two, we felt love for, you know, our pets, and we felt love for our family. And we felt, you know, maybe parents or friends, you know, you just, you know, there's different types of love, but none of them are things that we, you know, we want to like hide or pretend aren't there. You know, I mean, 
I don't know. I guess I've never really been shamed into hiding much. <laughs> I'm pretty much an open book to most people. And, and maybe I'm just weird, weirdly wired, I guess that way. I am who I am. And you can take it and love it. You know what I mean? Even in politics, you know, I kind of, you know, wear my, uh, my stance on my sleeve, there is no like, hmm, I wonder how Sarah, you know, falls <laughs> in the political, you know, arena. Not that, you know, I mean, seriously, before, before 2016, I could not have cared less about who was in the White House. Jesus was on the throne still. I couldn't care less. But things, you know, around about 2012 in my life, the political arena started to become very dark, very dark. And I could see that there was things that were afoot. The game is afoot. You know, I could see that things were really changing. And I really noticed like this, this huge cloud starting to form. And I don't know, I've said before, it felt like maybe the wheels of the end times train or something started to maybe chugga, 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 it started to, you know, pick up speed. And I don't know, it just really like, whoa, something is going on. And it's far more than just two wings of the same super corrupt bird of, you know, swamp creatures who are digging into the coffers of our pocket. I mean, that kind of stuff has been going on, you know, with corrupt politicians reaching into people's pockets, fat cats, if you will. That's been going on for, you know, ages. It's wrong. It needs to stop. It's, it, you know, why why it's able to continue, I don't know. But there's been added this, like, extra level of evil. And maybe I started noticing it when, um, well, I said maybe like in 2012, it was, uh, for me, it was Obama when he was elected to his second term. It was like, <laughs> oops, yikes, things are really changing. You know, he ran on the the platform of change and boy, did things change. You know what I'm saying? Um, and this isn't a political show by any means. And if you're a Democrat, you know, okay. If you're a Republican, all right. You know, that's not what this is about. But I'm just talking about um, life and 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 these subjects that started coming up that were like, whoa, this is like, super, super blatantly against the Word of God. Well, actually, (laughs) not only I mean, they were against Jesus's teachings, but more importantly, they actually weren't against the Bible, they were actually starting to fulfill biblical prophecy. And it was like, oh, okay, what what's going on here? Wow. And so then I really started to pay attention. And yes, at the time, I was registered as a Democrat. And I know, I know, whatever. So I was registered as a Democrat. And um, I actually changed to Republican, uh, which, you know, I don't love Republicans either. But um, uh, they were more closely aligning to certain uh, biblical principles. And so anyway, uh, around about that time, um, if you were standing for anything conservative, the ridicule that you would get was just astronomical. It was just insane. I mean, holy sheesh, it was like, people started to hide, right? And then, you know, then President Trump comes on the scene. And, and oh, my gosh, the news media was ridiculous. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. And so many people just 
bought into the hypnosis that somehow Trump was the devil and that, you know, newsflash, he's rich. Like, duh, people, come on, just like the stupidest stuff. Oh, Trump loves women. So what? Just the most ridiculous stuff. But it was like they were just just being completely hypnotized into hating him. And, you know, what I've learned is that when the news media whips people into a frenzy, do the exact opposite of what they're telling you to do, because they are pointing you in a direction. I mean, it's become ultimately clear, right, that they're pointing us in a direction that is not true. And you can look it up. There's, you know, it's called Project Mockingbird. It's a real, you know, it's a real thing. You know, people want to call it a conspiracy theory, but it's just people who haven't actually done any research and believed the news when the news told them, no, they're not. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. So anyway, if you were, you know, uh, uh, standing for conservative stuff, holy cow, you would, you know, get such a backlash uh, in your life. I mean, sometimes you wouldn't even get jobs or, you know, people would look at your social media and be like, oh my gosh, you support, you know, whoever, you support Trump, actually not whoever, I'm going to say it, you support Trump, you, oh, well, then I, I can't have you in my, my store or whatever, especially someone living in Portland, Oregon. You know, if you were supporting Trump, oh my gosh, you would, sh- sh- you know, you would shrink back because it was dangerous, actually. People would, were coming to people's houses that had American flags outside of their house, and they were burning their houses down. This literally happened in Portland, Oregon. This is the kind of insanity. And so people started to, you know, maybe shrink back and people would, you know, outwardly like kind of pretend, you know, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, I'm, I'm not conservative, but inside they were really like, you know, totally, (laughs) totally conservative, or, you know, whatever, they were masquerading as one thing, just so that they wouldn't get, you know, their house firebombed. (laughs) And, you know, it's, it, it became, you know, crazy. But anyway, I I digress. This show is not about politics. I'm not going down rabbit trails. And don't get me distracted. (laughs) But last week, I had a message from a from a woman. And I'm going to read you a little bit of her message. Her message says, Sarah, I want to thank you for your show. I listen to the remedy every week. And it helps me so much. I have never really been a Bible reader myself. I've always felt super intimidated by it and also intimidated by sharing my faith openly. My family isn't religious and most of my friends, they don't actually even believe in anything. I am afraid that they are going to make fun of me or worse yet, that they will dump me altogether. If they found out that I've been going to church or doing any God stuff, I anyway, I won't read the rest of her message. And also just know that if you send me messages, These messages are private unless you say that I can share them. Anyway, so this gal, Katie, and I, we chatted for a while, and I am doing this show with Katie in mind. So hello, Katie, my amazing friend. Hello. Anyway, Katie, you got me thinking about how inflammatory our life has become. Just even, you know, talking about political stuff or talking about religious affiliations. And you know, of course, that's always been a thing. Don't come to the family dinner. Don't talk about politics or religion. Why? I mean, we need to be able to listen to people and, you know, hear someone, you know, hear them out 
as far as someone with an opposing view in a respectful manner. The problem is people can't do stuff in a respectful manner, so people just don't talk about it. But now I feel like life is way more inflammatory than it is than it maybe it's ever been. I'm not sure, but people have to hide who they really are. And that is why we now have this thing called, quote unquote, the silent majority. Have you heard that term before? I'm sure you have. Silent majority is referring to this vast majority of people who feel a certain way, but are too afraid to say their views for fear of retribution, of backlash, of losing their job, of of you know, speaking out in a certain way and losing family and friends that they love, you know, for absolutely ridiculous reasons. But it's real. It's very real. People are afraid to speak. And some people, you know, might say, well, how do you know then it's a majority? If you're afraid for your job or whatever, maybe, maybe those people are the majority and you're actually just the silent minority. <laughs> no. If that were the case, then Tucker Carlson wouldn't be the most highly rated show on TV. If that were the case, then Bryson Gray wouldn't be the number one on the rap charts. If that were the case, then John Rich, his song Progress, which is an anti-wokeness song, is number one on the charts on iTunes. If it were the silent minority, those songs, those shows would fall to the wayside. Instead, Subscription platforms like the Daily Wire are the most subscribed to platforms in the world right now. And you wouldn't have documentaries like Matt Walsh's What is a Woman breaking records, 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 multi millions and millions and millions of downloads of this. If it were the minority, it's not. There is a silent majority of people who are silent but are needing to band together. You need to know that you are the majority. There's no need to be silent anymore. Being silent only emboldens these, you know, I feel demonic people to, you know, speak and act in these horrible manners. But that's not just political. Being a Christian like Katie, who wrote me, who has, you know, having trouble even letting people know who she is in her walk with the Lord, being a Christian has always been controversial. When Jesus was alive, Jesus himself, I mean, his message was so radical that he was sent to death for basically causing a riot. I mean, Jesus was basically sent to death for causing an insurrection, his own J6, if you know what I mean. His insurrection was bringing the kingdom of God to earth instead of the progressive, religious, woke leaders of Jesus' day. Jesus was killed for it, unfortunately. But thank you, God, for sending your son. Thank you, Jesus, for your shed blood. That whole act had to happen. The blood was shed. Jesus rose again. And through that, through what he came to do, We can be saved, our life preserver, through this incredible mess of a world that we are living through. But God's kingdom was set up. And since that moment, there's been a battle between a worldly kingdom and God's kingdom. Jesus said in Matthew 10.22 that 
you will be hated by everyone because of me. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Going against the mainstream flow, you guys, has never been easy. Speaking up as a Christian is tough. It's rarely popular. It's often shunned and sadly, because of this, there is often compromise, especially in churches. People who want to build a crowd more and more and more, they, they compromise to make it more palatable. They, they mix a little bit of Jesus in with a lot of the world, and instead of, of the living water, it's now watered down water with poison in it. We are in some super heavy times, are we not? Wars and rumors of wars and rumors of a, a nuclear blast and China or Russia taking over and borders that are open and rumors of, you know, Iran decimating, you know, with their hidden nuke stash. And we have these corrupt politicians that are, you know, 87,000 uh, new IRS agents that are now weaponized, literally weaponized against the American people. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, that makes it even more scary to know that people that, uh, you know, are our, our law enforcement are so corrupt. The ones who should be protecting and serving, you know, the people, but they're arresting unjustly and, and, you know, putting out these, you know, FBI raids, they're abusing their position, you know, but all the while actually letting real criminals out on the streets, you know, and they're, or they're not even prosecuted at all. It's, it's wild. And it seems hopeless, right? It seems like we're spinning out of control and it's hopeless. I mean, if you didn't have hope, if you didn't know where our help comes from, you would feel hopeless. Psalms 121, one through three says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth, and he will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. That is the God with, with which we serve, you guys. And people need to know that message. People are desperate for that message. Now is not the time to be an undercover lover. Now is not the time to be the one who is hiding the message of hope. People are drowning, you guys, in a sea of demons. Now is the time to share your love, the love that you know, the lover of your soul. Now is the time to share everything you know about the good news of Christ. People are desperate. They need the hope. They need the help. They need to know that you have found the one. You guys, listen, we need bold Christians speaking boldly of what Jesus has done for them, excited like a newlywed, but speaking the miracle of new life through Jesus. No matter if someone dislikes your choices Hey, who cares? You're in love. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. You know, we just, we have to be bold for the Lord. If you are a child of God, God with a capital G, if you are a child of the most high God, then I charge you to not be afraid of what the world says and does. Pray to the Lord for the words to say, open your mouth, let him fill it. He will fill your mouth. He will give you the words of life. Romans chapter 1, 16 
through 17 says, For I am not ashamed of this good news, the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jews and the Gentiles. For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. The best is yet to come, my friends. I promise you that, because Jesus is coming soon. Let your light shine. Let your light shine, my friends. And I love you. And until next week, peace.